0: of the galaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you on a Thursday, June 24th, LA Galaxy coming off a miraculous win over the Vancouver Whitecaps. We're going to talk all about that game. There's lots of little things to sort of dissect and break down in that game, so we want to focus on that, get you ready for it, make sure you're, uh, you're, you're happy and uh, and healthy with that game as we uh, get you ready for the game against San Jose as well. There's some LA Galaxy news we're going to sprinkle in there, update on Rival Assam uh, when he'll be arriving, so we're going to get you that. Uh, a new debut training top that we'll talk about because, yikes. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all we need right now. All right, to help me do all that, Uh, She's back. We're glad to have her back, too. It's uh, Sophie, the Canon Nicolau. Sophie, how's it going?
1: Mr. Guessman, I am epic. How about your fine self this wonderful Thursday, Southern California evening?
0: Yeah, it is. It is nice. It is. It is cool. If you're by the beach, I guess if you're inland, it's probably hot. I don't know. I keep hearing that everybody's in this giant heat wave. And, you know, one of the one of the the benefits of living closer to the beach is that sometimes you don't feel that as much. But even at my work today, I think it was, you know, where it can get over 100 degrees. It was only like 74 today. So I think it was a nice day in Southern California. I'll take it. Yeah,
1: I, I, I'm glad I, ju- I don't live in the valley anymore. <laughs> you know, those were brutal um, days um, living in Sherman Oaks. Lovely place to live, but my goodness, if you didn't have air conditioning... You were, you know, unlucky.
0: Unlucky. Yeah. I was going to say. I
1: just stopped myself from saying the S word and I'm very proud. (laughs) Uh,
0: We're we're only two minutes and 54 seconds into the show. You're already, you're already like, you know what? Save that one already. So, um, no, that's good. I mean, we haven't talked to you in a little while. I was looking back and I feel like it's been more than a little while, actually, whenever you look at the last time you were on. I feel like it's been, it's probably been a month because there was time off in between. There was things. I went on vacation, came back. So, um, overall status of the LA Galaxy in your mind without getting into any details. Let's spoil our Vancouver recap.
1: Yes. Well, firstly, how was your vacay? Did you have a good time?
0: I enjoyed it. It was nice. It was fun to get away vacationing yes. with kids, not relaxing, but that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. They had okay. fun. Everybody had fun. We, and we all, uh, we all enjoyed it. So thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, look, I think it's exciting times. I'm um, I being back at the stadium with the fans has been amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole experience in itself, it just reminds you what you miss so much about football because you, <laughs> I think we've all shot so many of those eerie videos, you know, during games when there's literally Josh, nobody there and you're walking and you feel like you're in an episode of the walking dead. Right. And it was just so eerie. So to have all of those fans back and singing and chanting and the players are feeding off it. And, uh, you know, the Greg Vanny, chapter is in full swing there's a couple of things sometimes where he concerns me a little bit we'll talk about that but in general can't complain with the position in the league and the start to the season and compared to the last what two years right it's kind of banging
0: yeah yeah it's not too bad at all um crazy game Crazy game. I mean, that's, I don't know how else to sort of. It it was a very boring game. The first 40, if you, if you slept through the first 45 minutes of the game, um, you didn't miss anything. Uh, and if you slept through the last, you know, five minutes of the game, you missed everything. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was, it it was, it was was a strange, strange game for me, Sophie. And, um, I guess I shouldn't expect anything. Let's, let's preface it even by this. Anytime the Galaxy go to play Real Salt Lake, at altitude, at, you know, at Rio Tinto in Sandy, Utah, it's yeah. not a pretty or clean game, and it never has been. The altitude messes with that. The field itself is hard, and we've seen that. Basically, the only difference between Portland, who plays on turf, and Real Salt Lake, who plays on grass, the only difference between those two is that one of them is grass and one of them is turf. They bounce a lot in, in similar yeah. ways. It's a bouncy ball. Um, it's a hard, fast surface, and... I think if you're Vancouver and Vancouver's getting just screwed this year, right? Because they're away from home and they're it's terrible. You, there were, I, I don't even know how many people were in the stadium. I was told it was the vast majority of the people who were there. And maybe there was only like 500 or 600 people there were LA galaxy fans. It wasn't even close. 100%. Right. And so, so you got that. They had to, they had to deal with that. But I feel like out of all of them, Vancouver did get the advantage of being of playing at altitude and playing on a difficult pitch, right? And if you're used to both of those things, there is an advantage to be gained there. So I wouldn't be surprised if Vancouver mm-hmm. later on, Sophie, uh, unless they get to go back to Vancouver, which hopefully I think Kevin said after like July 21st or something like that, there's a possibility that the Canadian teams could go back to Canada and actually start playing games there. And maybe there's some cross-border travel. That's the earliest it would happen. Um, but if they stay there, I have a feeling they're going to start Finding some success away from home and on that field because of the altitude and because of the field are, are, mm-hmm. are an advantage for them.
1: It's so tricky, isn't it, when you're not playing at home? Um, it makes a massive difference. Uh, we see all, see it all the time with expansion teams. I think it was at was it? I can't remember which team it was, but they were like on the road for nine weeks mm-hmm. uh, um, before they even got to play a home game. Austin this season, of right. course. Um, you know, they, they're now into their, into their new stadium and stuff, but also it's not fun. Like you said, to go to rail salt Lake at the best of times. And the fact that LA galaxy may, are they going to have to do it? If, obviously Vancouver is still going to be there come July. Yeah. Are they going to, they're going to have to play salt Lake, yes. um, anyway. Yes. They, so they actually back. They have,
0: they have back to back games and I believe it's against RSL and, um, and Vancouver on the road. Mm -hmm. And those currently are in the same stadium. And so you would (laughs) expect that perhaps, um, they don't go, I think that's correct. I'll have to look up the schedule while, while we talk, but yeah.
1: So in my, in my opinion, that's kind of not fair on the other teams too, but everyone has to adapt. Everyone's had to make sacrifices. It is what it is. Unfortunately, there's nothing, you know, one can do uh, about it, but yeah, a weird tough game. Uh, you know, one of those that you just wanted to walk away with the win, Josh. Um, but my goodness, did they make the lag nation suffer Yes. Uh, to the very, very end? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't a great game, was it really?
0: I, I mean, it... It was exciting for the last, you know, 15 minutes of the game because there was a lot of pressure from Vancouver. Uh, the Galaxy were trying to hold on a whole bunch of stuff. So there was exciting from that. If you were a neutral fan, it might be fun to watch that have happen. I think if you're an LA Galaxy fan, you're going to need the portable defibrillator, defibrillator to, to like be on the wall in your living room mm-hmm. if, if you're watching that. Um, whole deal. And by the way, uh, July 17th, the LA Galaxy play Vancouver in uh, at Rio and, Tinto and July 21st, mm-hmm. four days later, they play Salt Lake at Rio Tinto.
1: And so. it's going to be a lot hotter in Ooh. July.
0: And and it is now. And the guys were even complaining about the heat, that it was hot there, even whenever they went. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff here. Let's start, uh, let's start with some basics here. Let's start with a, a little bit of lineup for the LA galaxy. Uh, Vanny goes back. Now we, we, against Seattle, we saw him set up in a four, two, two, two. Um, as he told us specifically, and sometimes I don't know if he's pulling my leg or not, but he seemed to be serious about the four, two, 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 um, that he lined up in and you could sort of see it play out that way. I understand with Chicharito and Cabral's the two up top forwards, and he didn't like the way that they sort of linked up and played and blah, 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 the whole deal. Okay so that was his four triple two he goes back now to more of a tried and true Greg Vanny system which is a four three three in this particular game uh, he gets Kevin Cabral, Chicharito and Gran Sierra's sort of those those up forwards on the front three you had Vasquez, Kleschen and Leggett again the same midfield that started against Seattle very veteran heavy um, but also worry a little bit about the legs with Vasquez and Kleschen uh, climbing up there in age uh, and the back line was Villafanya, Depew and by the way can we all just agree that his name is Depew because that's how you actually pronounce it and and just, you know, some professionals sometimes, not the guys who call the game, but some other people sometimes screw that up. And so his name is Nick DePew. That's how you say it. Yeah. It's not Depuy De Puy- as much De as Puy- everybody. Would. Yeah. yeah, I know we'd like it to because we can see it that way, but that's not how we say it. So Nick Puy, uh, Sega Koulibaly was in there as well and Julian Araujo with Jonathan Bond back there as keeper. Uh, the bench was interesting because you had Jonathan Dos Santos returning to, um, you know, a- at least a lineup and-, and finding the bench there and he would find this game in the second half. People Gonzalez on the bench, interesting, um, but with the injury to Dan Starras, not, not um, unexpected. Uh, Cameron Dunmore was there, Efrain Alvarez, Zubat, Saldana uh, Perez and Fisher so that was your your lineups where the LA Galaxy were again Sophie in my mind a 433 comfortable mm-hmm. um, everybody has played this this uh, system before and really it goes between a 433 and a 451 depending on if they're defending or attacking and, and doing all that so a very comfortable position for the most part for the LA Galaxy to be in and I like that from yeah. from Greg Vanny. So um, he, he's yeah, going to have
1: on. to rotate, go on, mate. Yeah, no, no, sorry.
0: No, 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 no it's, yeah. it's fine. No,
1: I, you had, you were going to go somewhere with your
0: nah. final. No, nah, I mean, it was I was basically going to say that um, sort of along the lines of what you were talking about, you knew that this lineup, while it was the best one, I think that they could put out and Grant Sear is starting again since the first time uh, since uh, the loss to Portland. Right. So he has not mm-hmm. been starting. Efrain Alvarez has been starting. Right. So he's been getting that position. Grant Sear comes back and now he gets that start again. And I think that's where he should be. So um, you get all that. But you're right about the rotation. You look at this and the same thing I said whenever I saw the Seattle game is. The center of that midfield is going to have to be rotated. You're going to have to give guys breaks, especially knowing there was a game coming up against San Jose coming up this weekend as well. So, right. you, so you knew that was built in. And if you go through the first half, what you saw was an LA Galaxy team that absolutely dominated possession. I think they finished with about 66, 66% possession um, by the time halftime hit. Um, it wasn't a Galaxy team that was devoid of ideas, Sophie. It was just a Galaxy team that did not capitalize on the chances and the spaces that they were in in that first half, and that led to mm. it being 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, is, is that crazy? I mean, that that's... No, so,
1: no, no, no. I mean, I, I know... Um, and good evening to everyone in live chat. Hi, I hope everyone's well. <laughs> it's What's interesting is that the they've been solid, but there's these issues that I think we're going to see in improve and be rectified as the season goes on. You and I said in one of our very early shows this season that this team is going to get better as the season goes. When you think about some of the new players that came in, they came in late, they weren't available. Um, there was a little bit of makeshift uh, necessities from Greg Vanny. And the good thing is that he's such a good coach right. that he can cope with these um, problems. Sometimes also, I wonder if he's, he reminds me a little bit of Mikel Arteta. Is he being too clever? You know, does he try to uh, fit square pegs in round holes? And I know, I can't remember which game it was. Like, for example, Cabral, he's much better on on the flanks, right, right? Than he is playing down the middle. You can't play him down the middle. His first touch has been really good, but his second and third touch has been really poor. But I do think that we need to, you know, take a step back and give him a bit of a break to try and settle into this league. It's not easy. He's come from a completely different country. His first touch, though, it's so funny because when I was watching the last home game, everyone was killing him on social media. And I thought to myself, his first touch is actually really good. What lets him down is his decision after that, you I, know. Yeah. And so it's things it's things like that, Josh, that I I believe the team need to really work on because there's moments where players are making runs. Chicharito did that in the last home game. He's making really good runs, but there's a, there's indecision on that next ball. And if it's not Araujo, sometimes the ball isn't getting to the player's feet. So those are the things I found frustrating a little bit. Um, They've definitely improved that as the games have gone on, but I think it's a bit of their Achilles heel right now. They're not clinical enough in that midfield to the final third yeah I don't know if you agree with that or not
0: but I, I, I do and and I'll tell you I'll tell you that in a Greg Vanny system which is uh, and you know again if we're playing a drinking game um you know every time I every time I say Bruce Arena you can take a drink and and you won't last very long in here um I was listening to Counterattack on Sirius uh XMFC today and Brian Dunseth was on there and he did like a Bruce Arena like impression and I cracked up and I texted Dunny and I'm like I'm like can you just do the whole show of you being Bruce Arena and he goes sometimes I feel like I am um you <laughs> Just holding. It. it was one of those. It was like it was like. Well, if we score more goals than the other guys, then we're gonna win, right? You know. It was like it, that's that's a very Bruce thing to say, right?
1: So typical. I yeah, love
0: it. Right. Exactly. And I was laughing, but in, in, even in the Bruce Arena system or in a Greg Vanny system, is that there is a lot of positioning and and positioning before you even attack there's probing there's forward there's back there's side to side i know people get frustrated with the side to side but it serves a purpose it's there for Mm -hmm. a reason but the problem is if you don't have people who are fully comfortable in that system Mm -hmm. it gets plodding it is slow and if you're not if you're not quick to notice those forward seams that open up as you're going side to side um you know this is major league soccer and we can you know we can argue about where it sits in the overall world of of soccer so but at the same time we've seen the level of major league soccer rise and rise and rise those spaces aren't going to be there for very long so if you're not decisive with who you're passing to knowing where they're going to be and where they are Mm -hmm. it can come off as slow and that's what i think the first half and and a lot of the problems when the galaxy get into problems it's when they can't find those seams it's whenever a team is sitting back and they can't exploit the little seams that they're seeing. And so side to side, back to back, you have to find those vertical seams. You have to find guys like uh, Sasha Kleschen in this particular case or Victor Vasquez or Sebastian mm-hmm. Lejet who are able to receive that ball, turn and hit vertical seam passes quickly. Um, and I think that's where they struggle the biggest. And that, to me, is the first half. Plenty yeah. of chances. Lots of possession. Um, Vancouver didn't get a shot on goal, didn't get a shot in the entire first half so
1: but that's the problem like possession football but yeah they could have walked off with a um a point okay yesterday it didn't happen but it could have happened right right I actually think the team played better in the game they lost to Seattle yes at home yes and that speed was much more there the breaks you see Araujo was fantastic in that game though Mm mm-hmm um, and, you know, albeit maybe um, when I think it was Araujo made the cross and Chicha hit the cross bar. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that yes. break? Mm-hmm. I, I thought that they played a little faster paced, but this issue with possession football is, you know, you've got to make it count when you have the ball, yeah. and one of the things I think that LA need to improve on as well is what they're doing off the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's another area that... Uh, needs to be a bit more clinical. Um, and I think some players are really good at doing that. I think off the ball, the defense still a bit shaky. That's the one part of the team I think that still worries me. But it wasn't the def- – well, uh, Depew, I think, was definitely at fault too. But Dunbar really was the one that totally lost his man on the equalizer. And I don't yes. want to jump ahead at all here. but. Right. It's also what they're doing out of possession that I think is frustrating Greg Vani, um, as well.
0: Yeah, I mean he talked about it. <laughs> it's funny because we got the uh, we got everybody talking afterwards, um, and Chicharito was the first one to talk, and he was still out of breath. He was like, "I can't even catch my breath." He was doing the whole yeah. thing. Somebody somebody <laughs> asked him. It was uh, it was in Spanish, and basically they said, "You know, hey, how are you doing?" And he goes, "He goes, muerte, right? Like he's dead, <laughs> right?" And then I cracked up because that's you know, hey, this white guy can actually actually knows what that word means in Spanish so I thought it was funny and I was cracking up because he's like dying over there and he just wants to go uh, he even got that if you go on uh, our website cornerofthegalaxy.com we have the full media call up there uh, watch what happens whenever they call my name and I'm ready to call and then Chicharita like ah uh... He just he's like, no, no more questions. And so, you know, that's always nice whenever. Yeah. And by the way, don't blame him at all. That is not I am I, I would want to get out of there as well. Go. You know? <laughs> I
1: loved I loved his sigh. It was in between um the spectrum and Damien Damien's question. Yep. And I, I thought, does he know he's still on camera here? <laughs> yeah, he's you just, know.
0: <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> it
1: was hilarious. Have, have
0: you ever been at alt I mean, I, I'm sure everybody has, but when you're at altitude and um because I go to Colorado all the time um, to visit uh, and and I go there and you'll be fine. You'll be walking around. You'll just be there and then you'll be sitting on the couch. Maybe you're watching TV or something. Next thing you know, you're like, I'm totally out of breath and you didn't do anything. Right. It's like yeah. that. And now imagine being a professional athlete and going running around for, you know, 90 plus minutes yeah. uh, and all that. So
1: I don't forget being in Idaho skiing and I just thought I was going to die. Yes. I, 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 my mates are like, we're going higher. I go, see ya. <laughs> see, have I'll, a be, nice I'll be at the bottom reading a book.
0: Yeah. Have a nice day. Know? As you go yeah, yeah. down, you get better instantly. <laughs> too by the way. You go down and you get better. That's how uh, that's how altitude sickness and all that stuff works. So, um, you know, a, a lot of stuff, but um but yeah, I mean, you know, we when you talked to Greg afterwards, it, it was funny because there was this obviously there was this elation, right? Everybody they mm-hmm. just they just pulled a rabbit out of their hat. I mean, quite honestly, Efraín Álvarez has no business hitting that ball in that spot and pulling that goal off after the game that he had before that. Like none whatsoever and you're sitting there going I can't even believe that happened. And we'll we'll get into that a little more. But I want to get to Greg, which was he was immediately he he was like, yeah, I mean, we're we're happy. We're excited. It was a roller coaster the whole deal. He goes, but, you know, I was really disappointed with how we played in the second half. um, And so, you know, when we look at the first half, sof, and I tried to ask Chicharito this question and I tried to set up some of the other guys to sort of find out. Were you guys happy with how you played in the first half? Because you did create some chances. There's just, it's those final two and three balls. It's mm-hmm. the it's the runs and knowing where to look for people, the whole deal. But the goal that happened early in the second half where um, Cabral back pressed, which, by the way, such a wonderful, wonderful move on the back press yeah. and the Galaxy pressing in general, right? Um, and he gets that ball, and then he's able to dump that off quickly to Sasha Kleshin. And that Sasha Kleshin pass might be one of the most beautiful passes I've ever sort of seen. I'm sure there's better ones. Um, David Beckham hit one with the outside of his foot like 40 yards across the field once. I saw it just like swing up and curve and just land like right in front of Landon Donovan. I remember that one specifically. But the fact is that I looked at that and as soon as he hit it, I went, no, Sasha. That's where all the pressure's coming from. That side, hit it to the other. And then I was like, oh no, <laughs> shut up. It's fine. It's perfect. You know, it's like, hey, hey moron. Well, Ch-
1: Chicharito did a great job. With his run. Perfect. It was perfection. Because you thought also that he'd mistimed it. But the pass was so... Can we just take a minute? I did send out a tweet, and it was a bit cryptic. could can, yes. can we just take a minute to appreciate that... Sasha Sach- Kleiston has got a lot of mileage yes. on his football clock, mm-hmm. right? And... He's come in. Dos Santos has been injured. Clearly, you know, there's a lot going on with uh, Jonah and stuff. But he's come in and stepped in. He scored a really important penalty, took it from Chicharito as well, who didn't fancy it, which, by the way, was a little bit weird. Um, But can we just appreciate him for a second? For a a player to come in, he's not going to be able to play every game. He's there for a reason. He's part of the squad for a reason. I know he's slow. He's one of the side-to-siders. But it's just when you have a player of that experience that can pull a pass like that, uh, Josh, that's really important as this season goes and in certain games as well. And I thought Chicharito did a phenomenal job to get to that ball. I mean, it was like he just appeared out of nowhere, really. Um, well, and, and, he's, and, and it was, he seems more kind of nimble this season, doesn't he? Just got yeah. there. It was really important.
0: Well, and, and it's legit, too, right? Because that run to me yes. is a dead end run right? Because you're, you know, you you know, you can't score from that, right? But you're making Mm -hmm. the run because you're hoping that you're going to be able to be slipped in, which again, there was like six inches of space. I mean, so there was one Vancouver defender. I don't remember who it was, but if you go back and you watch it, he should have had that ball, right? But like he was surprised it came there too.
1: Yeah, he was.
0: And it just, and it skirted (laughs) right past him. I'm like, that was my whole, no. Oh yeah, no. Okay. That's good. You know, the, the whole deal. And so, um, You know, just that ball in the square. I mean, it's the simplest of goals. So if we see it all the time in when really good teams are playing, it's you pass right through people and it's like they're not even there. That was one of those goals. Mm -hmm. That's what the LA Galaxy attack should look like. It should be legit pressing forward in more vertical roles, being more in the offensive zone. It should be Chicharito getting inside the box. By the way, LA Galaxy have scored 14 goals this year. How many goals? How many goals, Sophie? have been from outside the box? Mm. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Three. To think Three. The answer is zero. The wow. LA, the LA Galaxy have scored every single one of their goals, 14 goals from inside the 18-yard box. According well, that to,
1: would be typical of Chicharito, right? Ex- because that's yes. his mantra. Um, but there's still another how many? Six?
0: Yeah. What? Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. There are. Judge yeah. Math
1: there. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't make don't
0: make me do math. Um. Yeah, there's another six goals in there. But I mean, everybody who's hit him has hit him from inside the box. Sasha Kleschen's game winner that he hits is just inside the box whenever he hit it against Miami. You know, Um. a lot of the stuff the Galaxy have done has been inside the box, which is great. I'm fine with that. I don't care if they go the whole season without scoring a goal from outside. The only thing I want them to be still be able to do those taking shots from outside the box right you still want that threat there um outside of jonathan dos santos completely wasting a rush by trying to chip the goalkeeper from 50 yards away um which normally i'm in favor of that so but when you're up one nothing and the galaxy were up one nothing in the second half they were trying to break vancouver pressure because remember 66 percent possession to the la galaxy right in the first half Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. ends 50 50 just to understand how much possession Vancouver had in the second half it ends 50-50
1: right they didn't kill the game off though this is this is the other thing they're gonna have to learn because they're gonna play better teams than Vancouver yes and uh and it's gonna be really important you got to get the insurance goal you can't be going into these games and I think uh, Greg talked about it too right I don't want us being in those situations where you dominate you have all this possession and you're clinging onto a 1-0 lead in the end and in the end you could have conceded two points they've got to be more clinical got to finish chances and they can't be too reliant. Uh, listen I love that Cheicharito scoring goals remember I'm going to I'm ready I've got my humble pie baking in right. the oven for the end of the season right. there's nothing more beautiful than seeing him do well everyone's rooting for him But they need to make sure they find goals from other players. Um, And that is going to be important, uh, especially as, you know, we get into that August, September period as well. Uh, And, you know, uh, Alvarez, it's about time. I mean, I don't know when you want to get to him, but it's a. Yes,
0: talk talk about him.
1: It is about time. Was his strike inside the edge of the box?
0: Yes, it was inside. It was inside the box, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Yes, yeah, he was. yeah.
1: I was well, after you said that. I was one. I couldn't remember if he was just right inside the box. I mean, Let's put, uh, how got, lucky like, take did take it away with him? Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know where to start, but it's about time. It, it should
0: be. I mean, he's been getting. Everybody always complained that you know young players and especially young attacking players with the LA Galaxy didn't get chances. You can't say that about about Efrain oh, no, Alvarez. He's
1: had so many chances. And under multiple managers as well, he's been given chances. GBS gave him chances. Clearly, Greg Vanny's giving him chances. Right. And to me, I've always felt like he's so frustrating. The raw talent is there, but there's always something missing. It's either, you know, he's, he's, his decision-making sometimes, he holds onto the ball too long. I think he feels so much pressure, Josh, that he tries to do too much sometimes. Maybe. But he needs to overcome that now. You know, he, yeah. he does. And... Maybe a goal like that and a goal like last night is going to really change the trajectory of the expectations and seeing really finally the talent that he can deliver. Because his inconsistency, for me, I think he's been the most inconsistent player over the last two seasons. Yeah. And he gets so many chances.
0: He, he, he does. And and I mean, here's the perfect teacher chichir- or perfect Efrain Alvarez play was in this game. Uh, He's getting closed down inside the attacking third by two Vancouver players. The ball is passed to him, and he puts in a slip move where he's able to evade both of the players as they come in. And it's like he just opened up all this space. He has it. He's now at the top of the box, and he gets to make his choice of shooting or passing. He's going to pass, which is the right play, and he flubs the pass. He did the hard part and he flubbed the pass right and right. and if you go into what he did earlier in this game it was give up possession give up possession he 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 is a guy who i think has technical ability that's in the a range right i mean in, in mm-hmm. tight spaces he can do crazy amazing things so that's huge. His passing ability and his ability to find passes is a, a plus because whenever he hits them, right, he's one of those guys like Sasha Kleschen. He's going to find the pass. He didn't expect it to go to, right? He can do that. But in terms of his game speed of how fast he plays, not how quick he is, not how fast he runs, but how fast he plays for me, if he gets time, so which he gets in lower level soccer, he just tears mm-hmm. people apart now that he's up playing with, you know, professionals at the at the major league soccer level, that he doesn't have that time and when they close him down, he doesn't he he doesn't perform in that way. I hope. And certainly if you look at the quickness at which he's able to settle the ball and shoot the ball in this, I hope he found his game speed. Because if he's you know, able to you, do it, that, he can score.
1: It's not only his game speed, but it's his football brain, right? It's as sometimes a player can be he can be slow, but his bre- David Beckham is the perfect example of a player that really didn't have a lot of pace. Right, but the way he always thought two steps ahead of everyone about the past, Mesut Ozil's like that, right? I'm I'm bringing up like world-renowned players here. It's not fair on Alvarez, but I'm trying to give an example of as much as he's got. A, he's got to be quick with his feet. He can't give the ball away cheaply. It's it's his brain. It's the thinking process, right? Chicharito, he's he's had so much experience. He thinks I'm going to make this run because this could happen. And sometimes with younger players, they're just not there yet, you know. And some some are, but they're few and far between. And I think that's part of his game. He needs to work on. Right. He needs to read the game a little bit better and that's going to come with more experience but also more confidence he, and he, hopefully that goal is going to give him that confidence it, it has
0: to um you know i think if he's ever going to reach the potential that everybody thinks he's going to have um, he has to, he has to start producing here and listen, let's not knock the guy who, who just saved the LA Galaxy's butt with, you know, with a goal and I he know, scores, right? and, and everyone's th- going
1: to be killing us yeah, because they're I, like, come on dudes. <laughs> I,
0: I get it. I get it. I mean, you know, the whole deal, but you know, seeing him and seeing his smile afterwards cause he talked to us, um, after the yeah. game as well and seeing him be like, you know, I've been waiting for that opportunity. Like in that spot, he goes, I like, he, he, almost we talk about being in the right place at the right time and having that like brain to be there. He was he in this particular case, he was there. It gets headed by two Vancouver whitecaps, two Vancouver whitecaps. They had two chances to clear the ball and they literally passed it right to him. um, And he's able to settle and hit it with his left foot. And that left foot is, I mean, it's not world-class at least not yet, but it has the potential to be world-class because I mean, if you want to say uh, like Carlos Vela and if anytime he cuts in on his left foot, you know, he can range that shot and you know, he can score from there. If Efrain Alvarez can start doing those types of things where he can range with his left foot, he can cut across, he can create just a little tiny opening in space. You know, he has the skill available to be able to place it anywhere on that net. He showed that at every level.
1: You know, I was really encouraged. This is why I brought up the thinking part, because when he said he decided to wait for the ball. He didn't go to the ball in that instance. He had a hunch. That is the part of his game. Like, to hear him say that out loud, I was like, yes, dude. Now right. you're thinking. You know right. what I mean? Right. And if Carlos Vela had made that finish, everyone would be waxing lyrical about it. Oh, it's world class. Right. It was a beautiful finish. It was technically brilliant. And it had world class, a, a world class stamp written all over it. But... The key is you've got to have an impact more than that. You just can't show up and do that and then, you know, um, go wall again. That's the part of his game he's, got, he's just got to really improve.
0: This is, this, is one of, this is one of the big things I don't want to have happen, though. I do not want Efrain Alvarez to be like Jose Villarreal, and it's funny because it came against the same team, mm. but Jose Villarreal's entire career was defined by a goal he scored against Vancouver. All right. And everybody was like, oh, but remember that goal he scored against Vancouver and all that stuff. I don't want this to be Ephraim Alvarez's, oh, I wish, I wish we could have, you know, oh, remember whenever he scored that goal against Vancouver, though? Like, I don't want, it's the Giovanni, it's the Giovanni Dos Santos argument to a certain degree, much lesser degree, right? Remember when Giovanni Dos Santos scored that goal in the Gold Cup against the United States? Yes. It's a career, it's a career making goal, right?
1: Yes, it is. But also with Alvarez, it's like these protégés and stuff like that. I just think back to like even a Freddy Adu, you know, where they promised the world and you've got all of these expectations and it just never happened. I mean, you know, he was he was going to be the king, right, of yep. U.S. soccer and it just did not work out. Right. And, yeah, you're right. It's really important that you don't get defined by that moment. It's down to him now. He's going to get chances. Greg's going to give him chances. And hopefully he's got a coach that's going to coach him up
0: because uh, he's
1: a play that needs coaching up.
0: One one of our uh, one of our listeners, uh, feel the Berm, says: "Is there is there room in the oven for Ephra Humble Pie, Sophie? To, are you and I ready?" <laughs> to eat? I'm I am always I I think there's this um this this I don't know uh this idea that um again I cover the team I would like everybody who I cover to be good right I mm-hmm. because it's such fun to be around people who are at the peak of their game, talking about it, feeling it, explaining it to us. I mean, I, I smile from ear to ear whenever you talk to a guy who just scored a, like a wonder goal. Like Efrain Alvarez was there, and it's this cute 19-year-old kid. I mean, I'm almost 40. I can say he's a cute little kid. He's a cute little kid, and he's sitting there, and he's like, he's like, man, he goes, I've been waiting for that moment. He had a little smile on his face, and it just, it lights you up, and it, yes. it, it feeds you, right? We watch this game for those moments, because that was unexpected. I was typing, 113 seconds sophie 113 seconds between vancouver <laughs> tying the game and efrain alvarez winning the game for the la galaxy and somebody i said that and somebody responded on twitter and said so i was angry for 113 seconds huh it felt a lot longer right <laughs> so
1: i mean i mean that's crazy is how old is julian arajo is he not eight uh, 19 20
0: 20 i think he's a year he's older a, yeah
1: there's a big difference between their maturity level, how they come across. It, That's what I'm talking about. Yes, they're only a year apart, right? And Araujo seems like he's ready to maybe even go to the Premier League next season, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, yes. I'm not going to give that. I'm not going to give that up. By the way, he's he's going um, to Arsenal.
0: He's going to Arsenal. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, okay.
1: Um, and you know, Efraín, you could tell he's a he's a little less evolved. Right. right. Maybe even as maybe he comes across still as a boy mm-hmm. versus Araujo is only a year older, comes across like he's a, a man now. A, you know, a
0: lot can happen in a year when you're younger. Right. So, I mean, I,
1: exactly. And exactly.
0: everybody develops at their own. So I, 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 I know and I see it, too. You're right. Um, and if you're sitting there as an L.A. Galaxy fan. Right. And you're sitting there saying, hey. Um, you look at Julian Arajo and you're like, Julian Arajo is ready to go play on, you know, Real Madrid or, or AC Milan, right? It's all these Mm -hmm. places. He's ready to go whenever they, whoever picks him up is ready. He's ready to go out there and he's going to just tear people up. He's going to try his hardest. If he's not the best on the field, he's still going to try harder than everybody else. Um, and Efrain Alvarez is a different player, plays a different position, but at the same time, you're like, he's not ready. He's not ready to start in major league soccer yet. No. Um, but
1: I'll be more than ha- happy to eat a second humble pie. Yes, absolutely. Maybe with a little whipped cream or ice cream. That's um,
0: that's, that's it exactly. Yes. Um, by the way, we yeah. got, a, got a super chat from Herb, a uh, $25 super chat because Herb is Mr. Moneybags over here. And, and we appreciate it. He goes, shout out to Sophie. He goes, hey, Josh, will there be a hype up video? Uh, I'm going to yell at Hammer and see if we can get a hype up video. We won't have one for today. Um, and I am expecting the hammer back cause he's been gone for, for three weeks, um, next week. So
1: shoddy. absolutely I, shoddy.
0: he's, he's, he's abandoning post. I don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's lazy. Uh, he's, he's going to be put on the bench okay. is what's going to happen. He's going to be put on the bench. Um, and, uh, and Herb also says our uh, people, the listeners experience rough times. Don't see many super chats anymore. So Herb, I, I agree with you. I mean, Hey, I think really what the what the problem is that everybody's too excited about the LA Galaxy winning and is spending all that money on you know shirts and 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 kits and all the good stuff that is out there. Um, and that's why we're not seeing it uh, as well. So yeah, it's all uh, it's all good, however you guys want to do it. I am still working on a live show um uh, the coming up possibly july 31st is when we're targeting and i'm working on a venue and all that and we're going to do a live in person and it's going to be a galaxy podcast plus josh's 40th birthday party so um we're gonna try to put that all together and, and get everybody there so hopefully save your money for that as well you're gonna need some beer money um for that the one. last
1: time you uh, did that at la galaxy i mm-hmm. think it was just before the pandemic hit right yes um it was raining but it was yes. the crowd turnout was amazing hundreds of people it was absolutely brilliant they um, mid- so it'd be fun to do that again
0: our listeners are Amazing, and by the way, Pam, uh, Pam chimes in as well and goes, "Hammer got too famous with the galaxy posting his video on game day." Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. Pam, nail, it's nail on the head. It's
1: gone to his head. It's gone to his head.
0: Absolutely, that's what it is. Um, and Alex says, uh, "Sophie, you need to do a dramatic game preview, a- a- as in, with your best like Mulan Rouge accent." That's what. Oh, that's what, yes.
1: well, maybe next time we could uh, we could arrange that we, for sure. We, we can uh, make it
0: happen. We can yeah, make we can it make
1: it happen. that happen. No problem.
0: Um, here's here's the thing. We talk about all the stuff that sort of happened in that second half, and I don't like that the galaxy collapsed backwards. I don't like that they struggled to maintain. I think some of the subs that Greg made had to be made, but also the players that were brought in weren't exactly players that were going to. Um, help them close out that game. Jonathan Dos Santos is a great player, but he's a defensive midfielder. And while you need a defense, you also need somebody who was going to press forward in that mm-hmm. center and sort of make it. That should be Sebastian Lejet um, uh, Seb- Jonah's
1: really not not there. He,
0: not, not 100%, no.
1: He, he's not. But he's going to need games like this to help him, you know, move things along and stuff like that. And some of the subs, even... Um, I mean, Alvarez didn't have a great game. Uh, Saldana, I'm not sure about him. You have yet. to rotate,
0: right? I mean, this—you y- yes. know—you have to rotate. So in this particular case, you can't blame Greg for rotating because no, you, had Vasquez, all, yeah, you had to get Vasquez and you had to get Clouston out of there, right?
1: Vasquez was very quiet. He wasn't the commander in chief in general he, last night. He
0: he didn't play very well. Um, no, I didn't, he didn't like I didn't like his passing. I didn't like his distribution. Uh, it was one of his poor games, and that's fine. But again, Sebastian Lejet didn't do anything bad had the good pass and the good run that, that led to the goal. But what is, what is it with him? Because i I watch him on the U S men's national team. And that is a guy who is electric and yeah, he's playing against much better competition than in major league soccer. Most of the time. Um, so, it, you know, I'm, I'm questioning, is it Vanny and him? Are they not together? Have they not figured it out? um, yeah,
1: when when there's a situation like that in the national team, it's a little bit like right now. Raheem Sterling is shining for England at the Euros. Um, I think Gareth Southgate has just said to him, and he said to a lot of his players, just go out there and express yourselves, right? Uh, and he didn't have a good season with Man City. Legette's one of those players, I think, that he loves to feel the love, and Greg is more of a—he's not Bruce, but he's but he is a taskmaster. He, he he's very like matter of fact and stuff. But I think I think with He's very important to both teams, though, Josh. Right. They, if LA Galaxy are going to progress and make a run in the playoffs, they need legit playing well, and they need to figure that part out. And once jo- uh, you have a super fit Jonah, you've got Vasquez, you've got legit, you've got what, you know, That what's that forward line look like, right? right? What, right. Is, what does it look like when everybody's fit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right?
0: I mean, yeah, and, and you know, that's the whole thing, too, is, and I think y- you sort of hit it on the head there, is we haven't seen what this team even looks like in, quote-unquote, full-strength mode yet. Right. There's there's people missing. You got uh, Derek Williams, um, who's who's still suspended. Uh, you have the injury to Dan Starez. You have Koulibaly, who's coming in. But Nick DePue is not a starter on this team anymore, but he is right now because people are injured and he needs to play. And I thought that... Yes, it's Dunbar's fault on the goal. we we agree with that. But I mean, DePew had every chance to step into that next challenge right after Dunbar gets blown by. And instead, he's defending like non-dangerous space. He just keeps shrinking back and back. And so uh, you know, a big problem with DePew there. Um, yeah. LA and,
1: won't do anything if they if he plays often. Yeah. I'm sorry to be so harsh. Yes. But it's it's just it's not you better hope that Derek Williams, I think, is gonna come back a totally different player with a brand new attitude yep and he's going to learn from that debacle that we all saw and and we've all talked about it yeah it was
0: it was a bad tackle but at the same time he was he was a good defender i mean he was who you wanted to see out there absolutely yeah
1: absolutely he's what's missing it's like the you know liverpool's end piece to a solid back line was getting virgil van dyke and allison right right for la galaxy what was the position? You needed that strong CB. And what did you need even more than that? A really good goalkeeper. And I'll tell you something. My man of the match yeah. is double O Bond. Yeah. I mean, the dude is on another level. He is making a huge difference to this team. The confidence he's giving to them. And do you know what I love? When he concedes or when the team loses, you feel it, you see it, and you know he's completely and utterly annoyed pissed off angry call it what you want right um that dude feels his football and he is i said it on the show a long time ago he is probably one of the best signings in years that this team has made
0: absolutely 100 uh, la galaxy by the way third in the league in save percentage that's all jonathan bond by the way because mm-hmm. he's the only goalkeeper who's played so out of all the teams they are third now they have faced a ton of shots not all the shots but a ton of shots, and he is third in save percentage. That should tell you how good he is and has mm-hmm. been. And he had a huge save in the 96th minute uh, that, that was, came up. So, all right. What to save. Amazing, amazing save. Amazing. Let's get to a, a huge shout out, by the way. Uh, Miss Pink, one, uh, happy 40th birthday to you, Miss Pink. Um, so, she gets a huge shout out, and she gave us a $40 super chat. Wow! Happy birthday! Yes, so um, another. We should
1: be giving her forty bucks, or or treating her, or buying her drinks.
0: Hey, hey, hey! Calm down! Calm down! You know that's that's. No, um it's great. Uh it, and also 1981 an 80s baby. Um so thank you very much. 1981 for her as well. So um congratulations uh and yes, hopefully uh we will have a place live podcast for you all to come. So happy 40th birthday. Um Sophie will sing to you very shortly. Um, I'm sure. So um we'll, maybe we'll save that for the end. Um so so that's that's where we are with the LA Galaxy to get the they get the victory. That's good because they needed to get the victory. Um if you want to see any of the charts that I had, I mean, you know, there's shooting charts that you course. can sort of take to look at and and there I'll we'll do go to my favorite chart which is the you know average passing chart I'll tell you um, it looks a lot more crazy than you think it does just because uh, grancier tucked in a little bit um, there were some things in there but overall a much better better passing mm. chart and average position chart um, than against Seattle. And so you look at that and say, OK, much better. Um, is this
1: for both halves? Is this a summary? Of it both is a half- summary
0: of both. And then they okay. don't even do substitutes. So it's again, it's yeah. not perfect, but it sort of gives you an idea of where everything is. And again, backline has the strongest passing network whenever you're looking at it. Right. Arajo um, and uh, Sega Kulibale, who has been nothing but solid. And he had one mistake in this game and he covered it. And so I'm yeah. perfectly happy with how he's been playing. And, and where he's been going. The big thing here is expected goals, right? If you look at the LA Galaxy and total between total team expected goals and where everything sort of fell and the flow expected goals is even worse because I think flow had Vancouver around two goals um, and the LA Galaxy had like 0.2. But if you just looked at straight up expected goals and don't make me explain the difference, I don't know what either. Um, but basically it was one to one. So this probably should have ended in a draw, which I think everybody can look at and say, yeah, it probably should have ended in a draw one to one. And, uh, you know, F. Ryan Alvarez pulls the rabbit out of his hat. And after that, you know, hey, that's it. That's that's how it goes. So um, that's where we're at. The other thing that happened because of this is F. Ryan Alvarez and his wonder goal gets him on the bench of team of the week. So he is an L.A. Galaxy player who is put on the bench. Uh, I think it was just uh, MLS headquarters trying to acknowledge the goal mm. more than anything else, because if you put it on balance, I'm not sure he makes that that yeah team of the week but that's fine i'm not gonna i'm not gonna argue so for, i mean you know. yeah
1: i mean you know it's an it's nice it's a nice gesture isn't it i mean the goal is potentially i don't know what's going to happen this weekend and goal it, of the week got, yeah absolutely so yeah.
0: so guess what they guess what mls did they decided that all the games midweek constitute a week and so we had team of the week and goal of the week will all be decided before we then play the weekend which will be its own week as well, I don't know why they decided. I like it better that way. I can't keep mm. games and all that stuff straight between right, all right. those things.
1: That's interesting.
0: If we go to the LA Galaxy, we look at the points. Um, we are in some rarefied air in terms of, you know, 26 seasons now, um, trending in 26 seasons for the LA Galaxy. Uh, this is tied for the fifth best start in LA Galaxy history. Um, you have to go back to 1996 and 1999 where they both had 25 points after nine games, but of course there were no shootouts and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Um, or, uh, you could look at the second best, which was in 2010, 23 points, I think is what it says, uh, 23 points in 2010 after nine games. We know that 2010 team ended up winning the supporter shield that that year. Uh, and then you go into 2000 and 2005, that had um, 19 points respectively. Uh, and then you get into 2016 and 2021, um, which are sort of fifth. that I forgot to mention the third best start in LA Galaxy history. Sophie was in 2019, so it wasn't even that long ago. Where The LA Galaxy Mm. were on their way, but not quite. So. I thought that yeah was but
1: that's uh, 29, 2019 is that, is that uh, gosh the years of 2019 Zlatan was Zlatan's first year yeah Zlatan's yeah, yeah, first yeah. year
0: Ola Kamara Um, that was the yeah. one where they had a lot of talent and they should have made the playoffs and they should have done a lot of things Um, and none of that stuff really ended up happening so
1: no it did not it, it all went pe- Pete Tong as we say a bit pear-shaped after that mate
0: it, it did indeed uh, if you look at the LA Galaxy and their average points per game right now sitting at 2.00 points per game the average overall for the la galaxy is 1.53 and 2020 ended with one so they're, they've doubled that where it is quite honestly if the season ended right now which is not going to and these things will even out um, i expect it to go back towards the at the uh the average which is 1.53 if it ended right now this would be the second best points per game in la galaxy history just a sort That's of
1: It's amazing
0: nine goals in, nine games look in, at
1: the uh, listen cog <laughs> listeners I hope you're appreciating these charts
0: because one
1: of my favorite things about coming on the show are Josh's charts. I mean, and the rainbow chart was just, you know, on another level. It's
0: it's one of my favorites, absolutely. That (laughs) the 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 points per game um, and charting that and seeing how that goes is absolutely one of my favorites. If you look right now, the LA Galaxy, because they have scored 14 goals and conceded 14 goals, Sophie. uh, If we project that out over 34, we get to just shy of 53 goals on either side. Now. 53 goals is uh, on the scoring side is um, a little above average. 48 is the average for goals scored by the LA Galaxy over their 25 plus seasons. Um, if we look at you know uh, at where they would in terms of goals against, we would have to look at the uh, 42 or 41 and a half goals is the average and so the 53 would be over that average. So really what needs to happen as the LA Galaxy play some of these poor teams and San Jose is one of those. So if we want to see that come backwards towards us, right? We want to see yeah. the goals against uh come down and the goals for go up a little bit and see some separation right now goal differential is uh is exactly zero which is always fun zero zero is zero.
1: A, we like zeroing out on things don't we
0: absolutely um <laughs> and well, wow, what's
1: this little puppy? So here. we
0: have a, we have uh table positions. So sort of seeing where the LA Galaxy bounce from you know Western Conference and Supporter Shield and where it is, uh currently sitting in third and fourth, Western Conference and Supporter Shield, respectively. Um we can see that the worst the LA Galaxy have been this season so far is I think they were down to seventh in the supporters shield and fifth in the um in the Western Conference. And so far mm. they've sort of stayed up there. I know Kevin was digging around Um, and, uh, Kevin was digging around trying to find some things that was, um, that, that he was trying to figure out where the LA galaxy were like in July, like when was the last time the LA galaxy were, you know, in the top three in the table in July. And so I think he's going to have some of that for his, his story. He was, he was looking for it. He was digging around stuff like that. And by the way, everybody reminded me 2019, um, was the playoff loss year, right? Is that right? Because 2020 was the horrible year. Wait, did we
1: make the playoffs in the... In yeah, in twenty
0: nineteen they did. Twenty eighteen was when Ola was there, right? And oh, twenty nineteen yeah.
1: was the loss to LAFC, the yes, five three. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. There yeah, you go. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. And by the way, Mr. Pravino points out that with the LA Galaxy at eighteen points right now, which they are at, Sophie. They are at eighteen points through nine games, which gives them that two goal uh two points per game uh, uh average right there. But uh in twenty twenty, the LA Galaxy finished after twenty two games with twenty two points the LA Galaxy are wow. only 4 points away from matching the entire total from That's crazy. yeah so so just and again shortened season in 22 games but you're you're not even halfway there and you're 4 points away from the total from last year so um you can say that the LA Galaxy maybe have one games they shouldn't have which I would agree in some po- in some cases uh but right now the LA Galaxy are um are, are are scoring points. They have points. They're in the bag already. They don't have to be like, oh we'll, we'll, we'll get points later. They are they are getting points now.
1: And I think your stats, uh m- the eye test matches what your stats are saying because they look better. They're playing better. They seem more cohesive. They got a better manager, right? It, so
0: I mean it, I mean it's, duh, right? It's just
1: night it's night and day. But it is. um yeah, I mean I mean I think he's the kind of manager that knows you know, as the season goes, it's going to get tougher. But he's been there before. He's won it all. Uh, and I, I like where this team is going. I think this team, as I've said, is going to improve as the season goes. Some teams might drop off. I think this team's going to improve, especially that defense when Derek Williams comes back as well. Yeah. I think you'll you'll see um, less goals being conceded as well. I think he has... Cheap, cheap goals, I should say.
0: I think he has three more games. Cheap goals. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think he has three more games to be suspended if I remember correctly, because it's good. Basically it's going to be San Jose. It's going to be the 4th of July game. And I think it's the 7th against, um, I can't remember the 4th of July is as sporting Kansas city. I actually have the schedule as one of my talking points. We'll talk about it whenever we get there, but I think he has three more games left. I'll have to double check it. Um, Let's talk about something ugly. Here we go. That's fun. Uh, the Major League <laughs> Soccer decided that, and oh they and, and they have done this before, Sophie, so this is not a surprise, but they put out a training top that all the teams wear on 4th of July or around the 4th of July holiday, right? Everybody wears the training top. They're all wearing the same one. It's usually patriotic with some red, white, and blue in there, and it does a whole bunch of fun stuff. And they went with uh, a little throwback. There, It's supposed to be sort of a wavy flag look, and I think it was after one of the U.S. men's national team kits um, maybe in the early 90s or somewhere in there. I didn't see exactly where it came from, but if you look at it, what it really looks like is a Chivas USA kit that got a little wow. a little sloppy drunk maybe, and that that was that was how it happened. So,
1: can I ask is this MLS's official photo of the shirt?
0: I don't know. Oh. I mean, this is the LA Galaxy one.
1: All right. oh, okay. So so because
0: okay. it has the LA Galaxy crest on it, every team has they basically a black and white crest on top of the red wavy they're red vertical stripes that are wavy with white, obviously vertical stripes in there. So a little bit of a where's Waldo, but in the vertical sense. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, a navy blue, it looks like collar and sleeves, um, or at least uh, uh uh, edging on the collar and the and the sleeves
1: it's ho- it's horrible to the point where i'm thinking mm, i could really use a fried oreo right now and a chicken stick
0: <laughs> yeah because
1: <laughs> so what's in the background is far more interesting
0: than, than, than
1: that shirt than, i was already upset because i wasn't a huge fan of the u.s olympic shirt you know the the new the the, the blue and the red i right. don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. yes. that uh-huh. uh, but this this is um Wow, this is horrible. But I would definitely take one of those chicken sticks right now. I mean, um, especially, is there an A restaurant back there, Josh?
0: Yeah, they uh, they did get A rated. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they have they take cash and they have an ATM in that restaurant <laughs> as well. So I'm I'm glad if uh, if you're on the podcast portion of it, you can certainly uh, go through and uh, and and take a look on the YouTube video of this one as well and and sort of see what we're talking about. But yeah, um, not a, not the prettiest kid. And here's the other thing is. Uh, LA Galaxy fans are going to be averse to this because it is clearly close to at least Achieve Us USA color scheme. And normally they sort of shy away from that. Um, no
1: one's buying that, mate. No Galaxy fan is buying and, that and
0: shirt. That, and, that, and, and that's my problem though, is that Adidas is going to be like, well, see, the Galaxy fans don't buy things. It's like, no, we don't buy, you know, people don't buy though the bad designs. Look what happened with the community kit. It's a great design. Everybody bought it, right? right and they sold exactly. out and they did everything. If it's good... Then you can you can you can use it, right? I mean, yeah. if it's good, if it's not good, they're not gonna they're not gonna buy it any. anyway. These are the training tops; they will be available. You start looking for them if you want one. You can buy one. I'm sure there'll be plenty available. Uh, you might want to just wait until they show up at TJ Maxx or Marshalls. Um,
1: <laughs> but I love it how you know you can't expect fans to just put their hands in their pockets and just go buy this shirt, and you certainly can't expect LA Galaxy fans to buy a shirt. That you know reminds them of
0: you know are are are, are LAFC fans going to buy the shirt? I just <laughs>
1: they'll probably buy it in abundance. Uh,
0: I don't. <laughs> I mean, I want to. I would think they'd want to stay arms length away from that as well. But hey, whatever. Um, Mike Gray by the way says I saw that photo and thought the dude looked like a chicken stick. Not not wrong. Not wrong. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, it it was not the best. If you're going to entice me to buy it, right, you got to sell it a little bit. He, sh- he
0: should have been holding a chicken stick. I probably would have bought holding it.
1: Holding a chicken yeah. stick, totally. <laughs>
0: Maybe you get a free chicken stick if you buy that jersey. <laughs> That's that would that would work too. I might I might do it. And Mike, by the way, I'll be totally nice. Love that. Be, be wise. <laughs> be nice, Mike. All right. I'm just going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. Don't make me come over there and tell you again. Um, let's go. Let's see. Oh, I'll bring up my little thing here again. Make sure we're, we're covering anything. Oh, yeah. Um, the LA Galaxy are already in San Jose. Just a FYI on that. Uh, they flew today. They landed about 1235 p.m. So they are in San Jose. They're supposed to train tomorrow. Um, and they'll train tomorrow. I, I
1: saw your flight tracker. I saw. Yeah. I saw the post. I,
0: I retweeted it. Somebody. Somebody <laughs> took basically my my dream job, which is like sports plus aviation, is tracking all these flights. <laughs> so already, you know, if you guys are hiring, I'm I'm there. Uh, if you go on at Sports Aviation on Twitter, that's where you can find these uh, wonderful tracking. And I think they're using. Um, let's see. That's Flight Radar. Maybe Flight Radar or Flight Aware. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of trackers that you can use to to track flights, and so that's one of the ones um, that is there. Uh, so yeah, just. In case you ever wanted to track a flight i do it all the time lots of fun good times um yeah i know sophie's Spica. like yep that <laughs> makes sense uh we do have media availability coming up tomorrow on friday right. as we talk uh right now we're recording on thursday night so on friday there will be media availability we expect to get some updates one of the updates we expect to get is that uh, uh Ravelason. Um, We know he has his visa. We know he was supposed to be headed towards the United States. The Galaxy tell me they're still expecting him this week. But if they're still expecting him, that means he is not here yet. So he is not here yet. And they are expecting him. And maybe he landed between, you know, the 3 p.m. whenever I talked about it and right now. But um, as we're going, he has not arrived yet, which means that uh, he's sort of in danger of missing the window, which is if he gets in now, then July 4th is within reach of him being ready to play. And with the injuries to Jonah and with Jonah not being able to handle and shoulder a whole bunch of the load with the quick games coming, you're going to want to get him integrated in as fast as possible. Um, So that's another little thing to sort of keep an eye on. And then, of course, um, we look at standings and everything else. Uh, I'll just tell you the LA Galaxy are in third. Sporting Kansas City is a team you're going to want to watch in the Western Conference. They are very good and they lead the league in a bunch of different categories. So keep an eye on them. And then the sneaky, sneaky little Mountain West people of Colorado uh, Robin <laughs> Fraser, 16 points right now on nine games, so just two points off of where the LA Galaxy are, um, and they are a dangerous team because nobody's paying any attention to them. So between SKC and Colorado, there's two little sneakers. Uh, in the Western Conference yeah. that are playing well, very good soccer. I,
1: I could never, I mean, Stan Kroenke, team, no, absolutely no. <laughs> uh, that's got to stop immediately. So <laughs> let, let's put the kibosh on that one, shall we? Yeah. Hey, I fancy, uh, I mean, we should do, we'll do it eventually. But, you know, is it going to be a Bruce Arena-Greg Vanney final?
0: I mean, you got Bruce How Arena, amazing East, that be? Eastern Conference, twenty-three points right now, um, yep. and so you know one of the one of the top in the league, and obviously the other top in the league is Seattle Sounders with twenty-four points. So, um, she
1: can never rule those oh, folks I, out.
0: I, you, geez, you can't. They're so good. They're, and, and, they, and they're and they doing it while they're injured. It's not even like, I well, know. if they get some injuries, it's like, no, they've had the injuries. They're just like, yeah, no problems. You know, Brian Schmetzer has a great system, and those guys just buy in 100%, and they're a veteran-laden team, and they know what they're doing. I mean, bottom line, that's where we go. All right. Uh, let's shift gears, though, because we are are a little tardy in, in getting to, um you know, really the, the big game this weekend. It's Cali Classico, LA Galaxy versus the San Jose Earthquakes coming up at PayPal Park 7 p.m. Is the time uh, the kickoff itself is at seven oh eight p.m. So not a ton of time. I know there are people headed up to San Jose for this game. I know there are buses headed up for it. I know that LA Galaxy fans are planning on making it uh, quite a fun uh, day. Uh, so travel safely. Uh, the people who are going up there enjoy it because it's not often that San Jose actually decides to play the LA Galaxy at PayPal Park. Um, usually they do it at Stanford stadium. And so this could be one of those one-off uh, uh, games that, uh, that you can say you were there. Um, also, Sophie, 10 year anniversary coming up on the 25th. Um, of mike mcgee's uh playing oh. goalkeeper and 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 shutting out the san jose earthquakes in that game so 10 years i was at that game
1: i cannot believe it's been 10 years since that game that was so epic i mean that was just absolutely brilliant and mike mcgee what a legend what an absolute top shelf geezer he is yeah. that was just one of the most fun games ever since i've been covering mls yeah i love moments like that when someone's got a a place rooney's done it it was just it's so epic to see um john terry's done it too actually yeah um it was great love it it.
0: it, it's super fun um by the way lou asks, uh, does paypal have better grass now uh technically they have a hybrid system now so they actually replace their turf so they're a little um synthetic Fibers woven into the natural grass, which is actually what they do a lot in England. Um, There's a lot of hybrid turf fields. Um, in England, I think uh, the Spurs Stadium is is that way. I wouldn't be surprised yes. if Arsenal is that way. In the climate that is in England, trying to grow grass and keep it, they give it the support of those synthetic fibers. But like it's like ninety seven percent or ninety eight percent real grass, but it's two percent synthetic fibers, and that really helps everything. Um, you know, sort of uh, hold together. So yes, yes. By the way, Lou, yes, actually they did fix the grass over the off season um, as it goes. Well,
1: that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. This isn't a very good San jose team
0: right now no no um let's see they have they're on a three game losing switch streak i think they're winless in six uh they're coming off a five nothing loss which by the way is is a disappointing i know everybody's going to look at the orlando game because they flew to orlando and then they got Mm. beat five nothing um that's a horrible score if you're an la galaxy fan because if you what you wanted to have happen sophie was that or that San Jose was actually going to be in the game and have to play the full 90 minutes um, as it was. I think they went through two or three weather delays in that game um, mm-hmm. and San Jose was losing four to nothing in the first half. So uh, Almeida made some subs in the second half was like we're, we're out of here. So he already pulled some of the guys that were going to play um, in this game coming up this weekend at halftime and so now you get a a team that got a day jump because they played on Tuesday night. Galaxy played on Wednesday night. It is a longer trip coming from Orlando, obviously. Um, so coming back, I, I think the advantage there um, for the LA Galaxy may have been lost a little bit. But you hope that San Jose comes into this with heavy travel legs um, and isn't well prepared and is still in a funk that sees them basically um, not have uh, not have won a game in the last you know five or six games and on a three-game losing streak and coming off a five-nothing loss.
1: Yeah, but with all that said, Josh. You know as well as I do, this is a derby and it's San Jose and it's just, you know, um, form goes out the window with these games. Uh, it's a cliche for a reason, but it's true. And so you can, um, you can never just rest on the laurels of the fact that they're poor, their league position's poor, their results have been poor. Um, you know, they're letting in and leaking goals. This is a great opportunity for LA Galaxy to take six points um, in the space of four days. Right. Three, day, three yeah. day, four, four four days, four days, four days. Yeah, um, it's uh, and, and take advantage of this team right now um, in the form that they're in. But it is San Jose and we've seen some classics over the years, haven't we, really? When when it comes to these two teams playing each other, yeah. they're real. The real rivalry, right, um, you know in california so far
0: yeah well i mean you, you look at you, they just played each other may 29th right the la galaxy won on a grand Seer, uh a cross mm-hmm. that was put into the goal on an own goal right uh, it was a one nothing win for the galaxy the galaxy played well in the game probably should capitalize i mean it feels like a broken record we've talked about this before galaxy have the possession the galaxy are dangerous galaxy have not been able to put teams away that's the next step for this team i think yeah. asking them to do anything sophie against san jose in san jose second road game in a row is a lot. So I think right. if you're going into this and saying, "Oh, they absolutely will get three points," that you're out of your dang mind. I say they they have they may have a chance for three points, but if they do, they're going to have to play smart um and they're going to have to steal some things from San Jose because San Jose is going to be jacked up for this game and play. Mm-hmm. And again, the second road game in a row, the Galaxy haven't been home. They traveled directly from uh Salt Lake to San Jose. It's a lot. It's a lot on the bodies. It's been a lot of minutes already um between yeah. the Seattle game, between all these things. So um, you know, when you see and look at this, I say, you know, get four points from this road trip. Four points from this road trip is a perfect road trip. Yeah, right.
1: Just I- don't lose, don't lose the game. Just don't, don't lose the game. There, there's going to be, um, I, I could see, I think I could see a penalty. I think I could see, um, LA getting a penalty in this game. I think it's going to be decided by something like that. Um, and you know, I don't know. Maybe on the counter, we'll see. I fancy LA Galaxy to win this 2-0, to be honest, but, you know.
0: I, I understand why you say that. I get it. I get the momentum that is there. And I and clearly, if these two teams were meeting at a neutral venue and they both had seven days of rest and they're coming into this on a normal schedule, I would say the LA Galaxy win this 2-0 and I, I think mm-hmm. I'm there. I just, I really want to, I feel like there's a letdown coming and it's going to be tired. It's going to be the rotation. It's going to be something that is going to affect this game. And because it's a rivalry game, so hard to predict, right? Yeah. Um, and No, so, it's
1: it's true. It's true. Yeah.
0: So so it just, it's one of those. Uh, San Jose will put shots on goal. We know that. San Jose is third in the league in shots. They have 144. By the way, the LA Galaxy are 22nd in the league in shot with 100, so 44 shots behind San Jose. Um, San Jose is second in the league in shots on target. They have 63. The Galaxy or 20th, they have 34 shots on target, uh, and San Jose leads the league in shot percentage. Basically, the number of shots that are the percentage of shots that actually land on target at 43.8 percent. The Galaxy are 11th at 34 percent. Galaxy actually climb up in in shot percentage. Uh, when if that happens, that's all those shots from inside the box that they're taking uh, there. So if that that does help uh, eventually. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I was trying to see, uh, you know, we talked about the LA Galaxy not having scored a ball from outside the box. Well, San Jose has scored four of their 11 goals and they've only scored 11, um, four of their 11 goals outside the box. Right. So um, they are a team. I, I heard it in the Orlando game and I sort of chuckled, but they're like, you know, Almeida has never seen a shot that he didn't like. Right. So it doesn't matter if you get the ball and you shoot it. That is that is San Jose, and and certainly it's one but of those. You've got to things. take
1: shots outside the box. You've got to have you know, um, and they're, they're they're struggling to create chances in that six yard um, area, I think too. So I mean, you've got to take shots outside uh, outside the box. I wish you said it earlier. You know, we need to do that yeah uh, a lot more as well. So it's I, I always look forward to these games because you it's like Forrest Gump. It's like a box of chocolates. You never quite know what you're going to get. Maybe right. you're sending off a penalty. Um, I think there's going to be that kind of decision in this one this weekend.
0: Yeah, when, and you don't you don't need that either, right? Because the next game is, is on uh, is on July fourth, right? So you have a little bit of recovery, you have a little bit of time. You play Sporting Kansas City, which we I just told you is a sneaky team that is second in the Western Conference right now and is just leading in so many different categories, um, you know, in this league. So they're a very good team, and Peter Vermees is just a, an amazing coach. He's one of my favorite. Peter so Vermees um, is is Oscar Pereja, who's Orlando City's coach, is one of my favorite. MLS coaches, I mean, you know, up there, uh, you know, Bruce Arena is, is obviously there. I, I love
1: your man crush on Oscar.
0: Uh, Oscar, awesome.
1: Oscar. he just goes,
0: he does not care about anything, but he puts together such smart teams. They're so soccer smart. And I love seeing, watch Orlando City just bury San Jose early and often. Right. Five, nothing. Um, and by the way, that five, nothing basically meant that San Jose has given up 17 goals this season. So they came in having given up only 12 and then they leave having given up 17 um, and is tied for the second worst defense in the league because of that. Toronto has given up 18 goals so far. Um, They've got season. to be
1: a bit more clutch, though, haven't they? They really. yeah, have like to be. The, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, you no know, more
1: excuses for them.
0: It, it, there can't be an Almeida. And, and they rightfully pointed out in the uh, in the chat room is Almeida's playing for a job. I mean, he, he is because right now they, they haven't won in six games. Um, you know, they're struggling. They're near the bottom in terms of standings. Um, mm-hmm. You know, winning against the LA Galaxy right now would be, you know, some, some medicine for them. It would certainly help them get back on track. Rightfully, here's here's the LA Galaxy mindset going into that. So, so is we have a chance to bury this team right now. We could break their season By winning this game. Bury them even further. Make them go winless in seven. Make it the fourth loss in a row. You just gave Vancouver the fifth loss in a row. So um, having said all of that. This is a game where points are available to be taken. But I'm not. I don't know if the LA Galaxy are going to put themselves in a position to take them. The third game in a week is a tough one on the road. There's there's a lot of things working against the Galaxy here.
1: Definitely. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm being invaded by being invaded by the dogs right now <laughs> That's, um, that, somehow they've opened the door and you can hear little vespa she's like mommy when are you done are you going to be done soon you know what so i, I think
0: i think we should probably wrap it up anyway i'm, I'm sort of out there do you, do you have a prediction that you want to go before uh, before i'm gonna go
1: with two nil okay. i I, fan, I fancy it i think um i think greg's gonna have the team ready i think that he's gonna be smart and rotate um and there's chances for players to prove themselves. And I think with Greg Vanna, you're going to have to really make sure that that you do that. Um, he doesn't suffer, you know, falls. And he's not afraid to make changes and chop and change and stuff. So I I think they'll keep the momentum going. It's the Sporting Kansas City game right. on July 4 that I think is more the banana skin game. And now's the time to take advantage of San Jose. I know that we just barely beat them um, when we played play previously. Right. But... There's something in my gut that tells me I fancy it, so I'm going to mm-hmm. go two nil. All
0: right, I'll 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 stick with you there. Uh, I'm going to say one one and be happy with the four points. Okay. Um, I I just neither of these teams' offenses are firing on all cylinders right now, and so I just. I, I refuse to get hyped up about the LA Galaxy. I've read the stats. I've seen where they are in the Western Conference. I think they've outperformed some of these games and that's fine. It's still an improvement over last year. Huge improvement. So I'm still on this, this track. I'm just, I'm waiting for the one really bad game they've had because they've had bad games, but they've survived some of those. Yeah. Um, you know, Seattle's a different monster. That was, I think they actually played okay in that game. Um, But Seattle's so clinical and so good. You're going to get punished when you make little mistakes. Uh, Vancouver was making a bunch of mistakes and they survived it and they got three points. And so, you know, I'm, I, I dig
1: I'm your measured approach. I like it.
0: So I'm going to say I'm going to say w- I'm going to say one one. So I'm going I'm going with a draw one one right. at San Jose PayPal Park. Uh, this game, again, a uh, 7 p.m. kickoff. Uh, the game is on uh, Unamas. So Unamas is, is where you can find the game. So make sure you uh, you check it out and it'll be available on Twitter. Uh, I think it's on TUDN as well. So. Check it out. Find that game uh, if you're not headed up. I think there's some watch parties as well that you can uh, find and and go there as well. So that's where we're at. LA Galaxy versus the San Jose Earthquakes coming up. Cali Classico to sort of close out this busy three game week. All right. So if anything else you want to talk about? Or are we are we good?
1: We're good. Okay. Um, I was gonna Vespa's just crying at the door. I was gonna show her to everyone. Maybe that would, you know, make her feel better. But uh,
0: that's good. Yeah. Tell people where they can find you, and then you can go grab Vespa. So.
1: at, at Soccer Diva on on Twitter, um, at Highbury Squad as well. If you like a bit of Arsenal Premier League and Euro stuff, uh, same on YouTube as well. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the Cog with Mr. Gesman. He works hard for you. Appreciate those graphs because there's just nothing like it. Thank you, Josh.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Sophie. We appreciate it. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jg u e s m a n, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerthegalaxy.com, podcast videos, articles, all that stuff. You can find it. Rate, like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Please do it. And hopefully we'll see you next time. LA Galaxy versus the San Jose Earthquakes coming up this weekend, 7 p.m. kickoff time. Unamas is where you can find that. All right. For Miss Sophie the Canon, Nicolau, I'm Josh Pato Gesman. You've been listening, you've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on corner of the Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on corner of the You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at GalaxyPodcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy